Hey, this is Greg Grunberg, a.k.a. your favorite Star Wars character, Snap Wexley, and you are right where you need to be listening to yet another amazing episode of the Black Squadron podcast. Welcome back to the Black Squadron Podcast. I'm BP, a.k.a. Bro Dameron. And back with me once again is my main man, Todd. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, it's uh, 1.6 million degrees here in D.C. still, so super. How, are, how about you? Yo, that, that weather we had, the storm <clears throat> we had la- the other night, I was like, what is going on? I think I saw something that said there was like possibly a small tornado that hit them all. And I was like, this is it. This, this is the end times. It's over. Yeah. 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 Last night, I think my phone went off six or seven times with warning saying seek shelter. And I was like, this is, this is fun. This is great. This is a good time. So we're thriving in PC right now. Yeah. It's okay. I, I panicked for a second. I was like, are all my collectibles secured? If, <laughs> if a window blows out, is my baby Yoda? Okay. Like it was, it was uh, a little high stress. I, my priorities are all messed up right now. Full, full talk, full, full truth here. Uh, after I got made sure plans were ready for my kid and my dog and my wife, I took my Stan Lee signed 11 by 17 off the wall and put it in the bathroom. <laughs> well, it's one of those things uh, you never know with the weather. Like, yeah, you, you protect what's valuable to you, and that's yeah. something you want to protect. Mine is, you know, plastic toys and mixed media statues. And it's, it's so funny. Fine. I like, just the thought of that threat today, I reorganized my wall and moved the Stanley away from the window. It completely that makes sense. A little preemptive, uh, preemptive care on your part. Just, just in case <laughs> I have insurance on it, but it's, it's Stanley. I can't replace it. That's something I honestly need to invest in at this point, just because the collection's gotten big enough that it's, I can justify it is getting yeah. collecting insurance. I need to, I need to look into that. I did it through my car insurance. they, had an offer for home insurance and i was like what did you guys do collectibles and he's well he had to meet a certain dollar threshold i was like oh what is this child's play i'm sorry you must be new here (laughs) have you seen my house recently i am an adult male with toys but anyway whether you've been with us for all 53 of our episodes listening for your first time or anything and everything in between we are super happy to have you guys here um, if you are enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review or a positive review. Send us some kind words, whatever that may be. Um, that helps us a ton. Uh, it may sound silly, but it does. It helps us an absolute ton. Um, we talk a lot about Star Wars on our show, but if you want to see some behind-the-scenes jazz and uh, our non-stop collecting and just tidbits from Todd and I, go over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our Black Squadron handles are absolutely on fire right now, so we're we're super excited to uh, creating Star Wars content like daily basis. Uh, thought I'd get burned, but we've been on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely and and mixing it up, you know, showing different things. Um, it's been a ton of fun showing off the collectibles, but it's also been a double edged sword because now I feel like I can justify buying more stuff in the name of content creation. It's a slippery slope that is for certain. <laughs> I'll look at vintage collection. I'll be like, I don't really need this, and I'll be, able, but I can make a video about it. So, okay, well, you know, in that case, it's fine. It's all worth it. Um, so tonight we had a plan, a show planned, and that got shot in the face. So we're gonna, we're just gonna go a little, a little nuts, a little, little different 
pattern than we usually do. So we're, we're going to cover the latest news, the latest toy news, which we're always excited about. We're going to talk about some of our favorite high-end collectibles, um, including helmets, probably, most definitely. And uh, we'll see where we go from there. But without further ado, let's hop into the HoloNet headlines. So, first thing, not necessarily Star Wars news, Star Wars adjacent news. We are going to be at Comic Logic Con on July 11th. BP, do you want to tell the fine folks what that all entails? Absolutely. Uh, Comic Logic is a shop in Ashburn, Virginia, and they are big into the Comic Con scene uh, here in the DMV area. And we haven't had any cons for a while. Um, they're starting to come back now, which is great. Um, but they are putting together their first outdoor comic con it's outside it's in their parking lot um so we're really excited to be asked to be vendors there and shoot the shit with star wars um so if you are in virginia and want to pop over to the comic logic con it's free so come on by take a picture with me and todd and we'll give you a super super high five i'll give you a high 10 (laughs) again that's uh july 11th from noon to three so it's three hours a short afternoon uh, so come on by. Yeah, it should be a good time. You know, there's going to be maybe a couple of toy uh, toy vendors, some artists showing off their wares. So I'm excited just to feel something that's con related. Yeah, I'm going to miss the local con in D.C. I'm going to be out of town that, of course, the one weekend that it's rescheduled <laughs> to is the weekend I'm out of town. Yeah. So I won't unfortunately be going to any cons until later in the year. Um, um, I, I will also be an artist. At this particular con, so I'm going to be working double duty. He's he's double dipping on it. He's going to show off some of those some of those fantastic uh, sketch cards yet. I'm going to bring some cards. I'm going to bring some helmets I've made, and uh, I might bring some blasters. I don't know. It depends. Uh, but just a it. little little teaser, a little palette cleanser, whatever you want to call it. Um, we have another event coming up later this year that we're really excited to tell you guys about it eventually. In due time, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're really excited for that one. In some Star Wars news, uh, the Clone Wars was nominated for three Emmy Awards. So it was nominated for Outstanding Writing Team for a Daytime Animated Program, Outstanding Music Direction and Composition for a Preschool Children's or Animated Program, and Outstanding Sound Mixing and Sound Editing for a Daytime Animated Program. So congrats to all of the fine folks that have worked on the last season of the Clone Wars. It was a beautiful season and Honestly, the the last four episodes, the Siege of Mandalore, felt like it could have been a movie. I honestly hope that they, at some point, like compose them together mm-hmm. into a single cut and mm-hmm. put it in theaters because it really deserves to be like seen in a large theater setting. I have a question about daytime. It's a streaming program. How did they determine it was a daytime? <laughs> 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. counts as daytime. Yeah, <laughs> as the sun's <laughs> rising and everybody's up to watch it. That's what counts as. I honestly don't know what like how they said. I mean, you know, daytime is probably between a certain hour window, and nighttime is from a different hour window mm-hmm. or prime time. Um, so it's probably just based off of hours. I'm assuming because it's streaming, they they probably lump it into the daytime just because you could, in theory, watch streaming whenever versus something like Grey's Anatomy is on it you know, 7 p.m. Eastern or, or something like that. I imagine they have data, too, about when it's being watched, like the most popular time. Oh, 100%. Well, that's why Loki, that's why oh, stuff yeah. is getting moved to Wednesdays now, 
is because they saw the they see the premiere numbers for Loki when that came out. And now I don't I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? Because all the Star Wars content now, it sounds like it's getting moved to Wednesdays for uh, future stuff. I mean, right now, it doesn't bother me at all because I'm still work from home. Um, but eventually I'm going to have to go back to the office and I won't be able to watch the show laying in bed at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so it's good. It will affect it. Uh, I like you, I want to watch it before it gets spoiled on the internets because a lot of our quote unquote job with this podcast is on the internet. So it's kind of hard for us to avoid spoilers as much as we want to, or try to, uh, it just seems to happen. So watching them as early as possible is great. It's just, sustain is it sustainable outside of pandemic yeah even bad batch i mean if you go on any social social media like i remember when the whole cad bane episode happened like i just casually woke up i was like all right i'm gonna get you know watching this episode let me check some socials real quick hopped on tiktok immediately got spoiled i was like you gotta this is it's been five minutes it's not even i just woke up why are we doing this right now so i yeah i don't know i wish honestly that they i i like the friday format i really do mm-hmm. i liked waking up on fridays it was a, a fun way to kick off the weekend and then we have the whole weekend to talk about it being a mid 80s baby i i would love it if they came out on saturday mornings like that would be nostalgic central for me i would love that but could you imagine would, if if happen. animation like clone with the uh, bad batch or any other animated shows if it was like saturday morning cartoons again that would incredible. be Oh my goodness! I'm already. I'm getting hot and bothered thinking about it. <laughs> I would. I would try to find as many boxes of Star Wars cereals possible, stock up, and every Saturday, just Saturday morning Star Wars cartoons. Well, that's what I was doing for Mando because I, I bought yeah. like six boxes of that Baby Yoda cereal, and I would wake up. It was like a routine. I would wake up every morning at the crack of dawn. I'd pour myself a, a box of Baby Yoda O's or whatever they were called, <laughs> yeah. and I would sit down and I would watch the latest episode of Mandalorian, eating my Baby Yoda cereal, and it was therapeutic it was fun it was a good way to start the weekend i don't know how i'm gonna feel if you know book of boba fett is coming out on a wednesday morning and then you have to go the rest of the week like i still have two days of well three days we count wednesday of work after that versus <laughs> having one day and then the weekend and then i could rewatch it over and over again on saturday and sunday so i'm i'm not i don't know how i feel about that but it is what it is but yeah, they have data on every possible probably millisecond that we're on Disney Plus. They're like, okay, well, people watch Loki for exactly 25.3 seconds on this exact scene. So we need more of that content. <laughs> uh, and some more news. Leslie Headland is back again. We talked about her last week. She talked about how the Phantom Menace influenced the Acolyte. So this is kind of exciting. So basically what she talked, she had an interview with the rap. And the quote that was really cool that uh, she said was that she was actually very intrigued by George Lucas and what he had started at that particular point. She kind of wondered uh, what happened to lead up to this, this being where we see the Jedi in the Phantom Menace and, and where we see kind of the state of the galaxy. That's kind of where my Star Wars fan brain went was like, how did we get here? Why are the Jedi like this when they're in power? Why are they acting this way? And how is that? How is it that they're not having the reaction that you would think they would? to Anakin's presence and what Qui-Gon Jinn is saying about how passionately he feels about training him and bringing him into the fold. It's kind of like the, it's like even the discovery of Darth Maul is kind of met with this like, hmm, interesting, (laughs) like, that's cool. Okay, kind of feeling rather than just, oh my goodness, the Sith are back, like we need to really like hunker down and 
and root this out, which I've never really thought about that. Like they are pretty lackadaisical, like, oh, he's the chosen one. OK, that's cool. Oh, the Sith are back. OK, that's cool. Like, we'll deal with that eventually. Oh, there's a clone army. OK, that's cool. <laughs> it's that Jedi hubris that took them all out, man. It is. And just hearing I'm the more I hear from her, the more like my excitement for the acolyte grows, because this is like some like nitty gritty, really kind of critical thinking that you would want to see from someone that's leading a a Star Wars project. And yeah, uh, the fact that this is basically a prequel to the prequels and and follows sort of the dark side element of things really kind of gets the gears turning and and makes you wonder, you know, is there going to be a whole bunch of just craziness that goes on in the show that really changes how we view the prequels. She's, she's done nothing but impress me since like the minute she was announced for this. Um, she says all of all, all in my check boxes, she's checking every single one of them every time she talks. Uh, so this, the show was probably when they announced, I think it was 10 or 12 shows at the time. I was, I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm not particularly interested in it. And then, just every time she does an interview, I'm just like, wow, this just keeps bumping up my list of shows I can't wait for. Now, I know details about this show are still pretty sparse. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think we'll, we'll see? You know, do you, since it is a prequel to the prequels and it is the, the end of the High Republic era, do you think we'll see sort of a brand, all new characters in, in a brand new direction? Or do you think they'll lean on some stuff that we eventually see in the Phantom Menace? You know, there's always the talk about Darth Plagueis. You know, will he show up in some degree? Uh, would you want to see something like that? Or would you rather see all new characters and sort of something that's not necessarily tied to the Skywalker saga and what we've already seen? Well, I feel like no matter what the story they go with, we're going to see Yoda. Because... Yeah, well, Yoda's Yoda's already in the High Republic. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He's he's everywhere. So I feel like Yoda's a given. Uh, If it's more dark side related, I would love to see the duo before Palpatine. You know, there's always always two there is. I'd like to see those two and and the inevitable stab in the back that leads to Palpatine. I'm very interested in more dark side stuff because we've had nine movies of light side for the most part it's been all light side driven so yeah definitely give me give me a dark side show i i've they've they've crushed so much of the dark side material in the clone wars if they just take that and go run with it i think that'd be really cool well and that's i feel like they've just scratched the surface of sort of the dark side and and some of these iconic dark side characters and whether or not you know they bring some of those from legends into canon mm-hmm. um is another story they've done it with some i think was it um is darth bane considered canon now and Plagueis obviously is is canon and they've, they've pulled yeah revan is canon i believe to a degree because there's it's like little ways they do it they like name like the sith trooper battalion after yeah. these ancient sith lords and and um there's you know stuff in deleted clone war scenes that shows i think it's Darth Bane. The internet would Revan. melt. It would melt if the Acolyte was about Revan. It could. It, I think it depends on which version of Revan, though. I could see it. people getting very upset. And this is the this is the, where I, I worry about them possibly dipping back into stuff that's familiar with people. You know, you mm-hmm. always talk about the Old Republic era, and there's a very committed Old Republic fan base. Mm-hmm. I think that 
it's a, a double-edged sword because while it will be recognizable to a lot of people, I think there's a lot of ownership people have over those characters. I mean, we look at how people view Luke Skywalker and how his sort of arc was handled um, in the sequel trilogy for whether people liked it or not. I, I saw nothing wrong with how it was handled. I enjoyed it, but people definitely had issues with it. I feel like you you run the same issue if you pull somebody like Revan in who people are like that's that's like the the gatekeeper go to it's like oh do you know about revan kind of thing so it's uh it's it'll be interesting i I, personally i would kind of want to see all new with like hints of familiar i don't know if it's just because i'm a little burnt out with of the familiar with bad batch to a degree yeah 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 i mean i would i think it would be worth whatever happens there's going to be a group of people who hate it like whatever happens oh 100 percent and I, I feel like with the tease in Rise of Skywalker, with all the old Sith names, that they're going to do something with them. So who knows? Maybe this will be the, the catalyst that starts the run of Legend Sith. This is the one that definitely makes the most sense. That's that's for sure. Uh, last little bit of news, because it's been a pretty, pretty late week. I feel like the last few weeks were pretty heavy. We're back to another late week, you know, yin and yang. Um <laughs> But Star Wars The Old Republic is getting a new major expansion. So they're celebrating the game's 10th anniversary. And this expansion is called Legacy of the Sith. So kind of on point, we were just talking all about the Sith. <laughs> this game. So I've, I I have ebbs and flows with this game. Like there are moments when I go like deep into this game and the lore building and the 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 whole MMO aspect of the game is it's beautiful and I enjoy it. But it's also such a grind at times that I can only do it in small bursts. Mm hmm. So I've I've started like the same character six times over and over again, and then I'll be like get bored with it, and I'll forget how to do anything. So I'll recreate that character, and it's uh I'm I'm definitely missing out, but it's it's exciting to see this game continue to truck along. I remember when it was first announced ten years ago, and it was originally a subscription model, and that was sort of you know ten years ago I was sixteen I think, so I couldn't justify paying monthly for a game on top of buying the game on top of <laughs> you know not having a computer that could run the game um, I've, I've never played it it's it's an interesting game it's a it's an interesting way that they handle like obviously it's it's not canon per se um so there's stuff like Revan's in there and there's a whole you know arc about revan and and Revan uh going you know, from Knights of the Old Republic, how he went evil and then he became good and you see a sort of conflicted Revan in the game and stuff like that. It's an RPG. So it's sort of a, a create your own character and, and go about it uh, element. So mm-hmm. like I have a bounty hunter and I play a very like Mandalorian heavy <laughs> bounty hunter. Um, yep. You can create Sith, you can create Jedi, you can create Imperial agents, which is you know, basically your thrawn tarkin backstabbing that, that's a really cool like espionage kind of character to play but it's a fun game and it's uh yeah the fact that it's been around for 10 years makes me feel a little old phew <laughs> um i I've, I've been interested in playing it but i every time i like really consider it i think about my obsessive personality when it comes to star wars that if i start it i just feel like i'll put a godly amount of hours into it and i just like save myself from it that's what i do i've I've put (laughs) i've put it in saying and you can check like the age of your character so i can see like how many in-game hours i've logged and it like hurts my soul every time i check i'm like oh man this is this could have been used so much so much better in so many other ways to do so many other things but it's fine i'm tempted to turn my xbox on right now and look at how many hours i put into battlefront 2 
Oh, just, don't do that to yourself. It's too many. <laughs> Speaking of games, we haven't heard anything about Hunters recently. That like nothing. Switch mobile game that was announced. Yeah, nothing. I'm wondering when we're going to hear something about it. It seems like a cool kind of idea, but I also feel like it was like a game that was created at the hype of all that Battle Royale stuff. And I don't yeah. know if the hype is still exactly there. I mean, Warzone still has a billion players, I feel like. But um, I'm wondering because EA has a, an event coming up. So, oh, they do have EA Play. That's right. Yeah. So I'm assuming and hoping that we get Star Wars news out of that. I would imagine we would at least get some update on Hunters. Um, I feel like they're not going to announce any games anytime soon just because Celebration is really kind of around the corner if you think about it. It's yeah. next May. Um, so it's a little under a year away. And I imagine yeah. anything that we would possibly see at an EA play, they're going to hold pretty close to the chest until then, unless they do, do something where they announce like, Hey, this is coming. And then by the time celebration rolls around, they have like a trailer they can show us or something like that. Yeah. Which would be kind of cool. Like if they announce like star Wars battlefront three at EA play, you'll, you'll probably die. Yeah. That'll, um, that'll be, that'll be, a I'll great come day. over and I'll come check on you and make sure you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you there? Are you okay? Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me, Tom Cruise. Um, George Lucas, help me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's all I got for the news, so I'm going to toss it back to you for the cargo hold. Put Captain Solo in the cargo hold. The cargo hold segment is brought to you by Skyward Fun Supply. Skyward Fun Supply was born from a love of two things, Star Wars and the hobby of figure and toy collecting. They are a company that truly knows how fun the hobby of action figure and toy collecting is because they are collectors too, with over 30 years of experience in the hobby. Every item from Skyward Fun Supply is guaranteed to be in mint condition. Head over to www.skywardfunsupply.com and use code BSP10 to save 10%. All right, this week we do it's it's light in terms of the number of items, but holy Christmas, uh, we got some good stuff. Uh, before we get into that, though, we start off with our pickups throughout the week. Uh, Mari was supposed to join us tonight, but she got sidetracked. Um, so she did get a Star Wars item she wanted us to share with you. And I think we all might have done this. Uh, pre, she pre-ordered the Jawa Build-A-Bear they just announced that has a voice box and everything in it. And it's adorable because it's a Build-A-Bear. Um, as for me, I pre-ordered the Loth Cat <laughs> because it's adorable, and I'm obsessed with that Loth Cat from The Mandalorian. I I love that thing. Uh, so I, I pre-ordered that as well, and I also got the High Republic: The Rising Storm in the mail, and we did a uh, I did an unboxing. It's on our TikTok, the Black Squadron podcast. Check it out. Todd, what'd you get? So it was a very light week for me because I feel like I go on for half an hour every week on stuff I pick up, which hopefully does not continue because, you know, my wallet will cry in agony. Uh, But I got both the High Republic books. I still need to read wave one. So I don't know why I went ahead and ordered the next wave when I'm still behind on the first wave. But I got both of those. And then I got the Lothcat as well from Build-A-Bear. I did notice one thing is that it's the Mandalorian Lothcat, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think it would make a little more sense if it had been the Rebels Lothcat and played like the Rebels theme song instead of the Mandalorian theme song, just because Lothcats are much more prevalent in Rebels than they are in 
the Mandalorian, considering I, we only see him in one episode. That was my initial reaction to, but then I had to remember that they're marketing to the masses and not just us. Because if it was just the Star Wars fans, 100% would have been Rebels related. Uh, but the Mandalorian is pop culture, so they had to. I think they had to go that route. Well, it's a good reminder that you know at the end of the day they're going to go with what markets best, whether that's you know picking the Mandalorian for the Loth Cat, whether that's naming the Slave One Boba Fett's spaceship on a toy box. Yeah, you know they're going to go with what they think sells. So it just as a as a fan, I think it would have been nice to see some Rebels love and some Rebels recognition. But I also make sense because the the baby Yoda that they had has the same voice box. So they're just reusing pieces. Rebels is so good. (laughs) It really is. I I could talk about Rebels all day. We got through. So I'm doing a rewatch with my girlfriend. It's her first time watching it. We got through the first season. She's obsessed with Chopper. She wants like everything. She was funny because she likes tattoos as well. So she's like, I want to get a Chopper tattoo. I was like, well, that was pretty quick. Like we were one season in, but okay, that's that's fine. I'll, I'll support this. And then she's like, can we also build a Chopper? So now I'm like figuring out like how to like build a Chopper. So I love it. I don't know if I'll ever do it. I'm happy to lend my services uh, for building yeah, a chopper. Well, I see oh, there's some guy on TikTok who like is a droid builder. Like he's got an R2. He's got a, a bunch of them, but he's got a chopper and the chopper like does the like, he has all the sounds of the want, 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 the arms fly open and, and he does like the little like crab hand look. <laughs> you should uh, you should blow her mind and show her chopper in Rogue One. Yeah, I did. I mentioned it to her, but that she's she's definitely all in on all in on Chopper. But yeah, the fact that she it was like three episodes, three episodes in and she was like, I want a tattoo of this guy. I was like, well, that was quick. That was fast. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I was like, it's working. It's working. I like good. I like this. <laughs> all right. So in terms of new toys and I, I always butcher this name, so I'm sorry if anybody's a, a major collector, but Kotobukiya, is that how you say it? Kotobukiya, I think. Kotobukiya, the Art FX series they have. So they are popping out some the Jedi Knights. So they're doing Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi from the Clone Wars. Uh, they're really cool figures. They're just under seven inches tall. But what's really interesting about these two figures, they're $90 each, but each figure comes with half of Clone Wars Padawan Ahsoka. So Obi-Wan comes with her waist down and Anakin comes with the waist up. Which is, I don't know how many Baff Build-A-Figures they have done in the past, but when I saw this, I had to read it three times just to make sure that was what was happening. I think they did the same thing with um, the Bounty Hunters. So, like, you, you bought Bosk and Dengar and, and Forlom and Zuckus and IG-88, and you built them all and it all came with a piece of boba fett so it's mm-hmm. to it's to encourage you to buy all of them so that you can build that final piece it's gonna be weird though if someone only buys like obi-wan or only buys <laughs> anakin and has like either ahsoka's upper half or her lower half yeah i would set it next to maul <laughs> uh i wanted the boba fett that they put out like two or three years ago the same line because i have vader and i have captain phasma i got kept Phasma for 20 bucks on amazon because it was on sale one day it's awesome. Oh, wow. If you ever get a chance to buy the Captain Phasma from this line, do it. It's incredible. Um, but the the Vader, the base it comes on is the best bin base, and it's big enough, and there's a peg uh, for Boba Fett. So I oh. remember when this figure was, in, or the statue was announced, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to order that right now. Pre-order sold out within a minute, before I could even get on the, inter- on the site. 
and it's never come back up for less than like three, four hundred bucks. And this is these statues are okay in the grand scheme of things, but they're not hot toys. They're not sideshow, so it's not worth spending to me three hundred bucks for a Boba Fett that I could get a hot toy for two sixty. Yeah, um, the same same company could could yeah put out the most ridiculous thing. But it's also the most adorable thing you've ever seen. And if you haven't seen this yet, go to StarWars.com, scroll down like a little bit, and you'll see it. The Battle of Endor Little Rebels. So it's a animation-style-esque statue of a group of Ewoks attacking a chicken walker in ATST for the uninitiated. Um, overall, it's seven and a half inches tall, uh, probably ten inches wide. It's it's a pretty big piece. It's a, yeah, it's got some girth to it. Yeah, two hundred bucks. It's if you're an Ewok fan, uh, this is something you gotta have. Or honestly, Return of the Jedi fan. I was I was very tempted with this piece. The the two hundred dollars is the only thing that's holding me up. Like if it was maybe like one fifty, I, I might have yeah. pulled the trigger just because it's adorable. So it's like they're doing this whole artist series, mm-hmm. which I love. I love seeing a creative interpretation on scenes that we've seen all the time. But it's got uh, all your favorite Ewoks basically fighting this this chicken walker and there's like one stabbing it with a knife <laughs> like it's hanging on the side of the atsd trying to stab it with a knife there's he, he others that are just same, banging up he must went to the same school as hunter with the exactly knife. <laughs> yeah bring it bring a knife to a gunfight it never backfires at all i think this 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 could be potentially a really cool set of statues if they wanted to continue like with this artist I was thinking when I first saw this, other scenes I'd like to see in this style. I think it'd be really cool to see Obi-Wan versus Vader and the Death Star with Stormtroopers and Luke Khan and Chewie and Leia, like off on each side, respectively. I think that'd be a really cool. Uh, Obi-Wan versus Anakin on Mustafar would be really cool in this set. Literally anything from the Mandalorian series would be really cool, too. I was going to say, I could I could see like a... a, a animated uh this style animation uh lothcat with a grogu with din you know chilling somewhere in the back like chasing after somebody i mean there's they they could have a lot of fun with this but this is the cutest statue and and if it wasn't two hundred dollars i would 100 percent buy it and have nowhere to put it in my house the duel of fates would be really cool in this style too or just anything in the the naboo hangar just naboo really cool if it was in the Naboo hangar with a starfighter, the Naboo starfighter and Padme and her like soldiers shooting over debris, that'd be really cool yeah. too. Because like non main character, but it'd be probably hard to sell to the masses, but that'd be interesting. Uh, the next thing is really cool. When I first saw this, I didn't know what it was. Um, but Rock Love Jewelry put out what they're calling kyber crystals makes sense right so they are red blue green purple kyber crystals but they're attached to a necklace but the, they're attached specifically to the end the butt of a lightsaber from anybody who uses that color kyber crystal oh nice they are really cool they're on starwars.com if you want to check it out and there's even some like um prototype drawings which is really cool because the Luke has a portion of the, the handle and the portion of where the, I guess it'd be the emitter, the end of it where the actual blade comes out and the same for Vader. These things are really cool. 
I don't know if they put a price off these yet. Is the Luke his Return of the Jedi one? I'm assuming, or is that the? Um, no, it is is blue. Oh, so it's the graphics. So they've put out. They've only announced. So they've announced they're going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But they've only shown us two. So they showed us Luke's first saber, Anakin's raised. Uh, Vader's one is very clearly Kylo, Kylo Ren's. <laughs> um, one of them looks like the either. It could be Ray's. It looks like it might be Ray's saber. And then there's Luke, Return of the Jedi. I think Darth Maul. It's just showing me outlines. I'm trying to guess based off outlines. Uh, and then there's one I have no clue. Uh, it's very boxy. I don't recall. It doesn't look like anything, to be honest. There's two that are complete mystery to me. So I'm excited for the more of these to come out. Um, I'll put a link. I'll tweet a link to these so people can check them out because they are awesome. Who's the dinosaur Jedi from Attack of the Clones? Coleman Trevor. Watch yeah. One of them. yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So this uh, Star Wars X Rock Love Kyber Crystal Capsule Collection. Yikes. Uh, launches July 13th at 9 a.m. Pacific exclusively on rocklove.com. And it looks like they're going to do these in stages. So only Vader and, and Luke are going to be available first. So that makes sense. Start with the most iconic and work your way from there. And it's like on a black leather necklace too. So this is this is cool. It kind of looks rustic but nice. If that so makes you get, sense. You're gonna get like six of them, eight of them. <laughs> you're gonna get um, all of them. Just wear depends. like <laughs> show it, show up to celebration it, with like a whole chain <laughs> necklace of these kyber crystals. If this one is Ray's yellow saber, <laughs> I'm really considering it because it that would be really cool. It's nice to finally see some merch with with Ray's new saber because it, it's been such a slow trickle of of anything really Rise of Skywalker related. So it's nice to see, you know, she's got her yes. saber at Galaxy's Edge. She's got her saber at game there, this, huh? <laughs> assuming. Um. So and then we mentioned that we both pre-ordered these, but just announced from Build-A-Bear online exclusive Lothcat from The Mandalorian. It's only twenty nine dollars, which was I thought was okay not great <laughs> for a teddy bear essentially um but we've ordered it because we are losers uh and then the jawa has the five and one sound and blaster and it's 58 bucks uh, so if you are a build a bear fan go nuts so that's i mean like todd said it was a light week for both news and toy news so what we want to do next is Let's talk about some high-end Star Wars collectibles for a minute. Both Todd and I have Din Djarin Hot Toys. Some of us have more than one Din Djarin Hot Toys. <laughs> I have a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm at least stopping myself at two. Like, There's been, I think, four yeah. more, because you've got Hot Toys has the pre-Beskar Din Djarin. You've got the Season 1 Beskar Din Djarin. You've got the Season 2 best card din jarn that they just announced and the deluxe that comes with all the stuff that we talked about last week mm-hmm. and then sideshow has a quarter scale premium format so one thing sideshow does is these premium format figures they're a little bigger they're a lot more pricier mm-hmm. um obviously you know you've, you're going to shell out some more money for you know a quarter scale versus a sixth scale figure um 
and I'm just going to stop myself at, at the first two that I have. I, I think I'm, unless he does some drastic costume alteration between, you know, in season three or when, if he shows up in Book of Boba Fett or something, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm going to pump the brakes on, on the Din Djarin <laughs> Hot Toys. Just because it's, it's by the time, so the way Hot Toys and Sideshow works is they open the pre-order period like a year out. So they'll announce these figures. They look amazing. They take pre-orders for several months usually unless it's for whatever reason a super limited figure and then they sell out immediately i don't think that usually happens normally unless it's something that doesn't sell super well like i know Mm -hmm. the heavy infantry mandalorian and i think ig11 both didn't sell super crazy well so they obviously close the pre-orders at at a point for those figures then they open up a wait list and if people cancel then you can get the figure that way um, but the lead time on these can be a while. And that's why I want to pump the brakes on the Din Djarin figures, just because I don't want to get caught with, <laughs> you know, what happened with the first two, where he has a slight costume change. And now my my figure is a, a dated figure. You know, I'd like to have the most up-to-date figure of the character, if I can, especially since yeah. it's a little pricier, obviously. I, I just have the one Hot Toys, and I've talked about it before on the show, but in case somebody's new, I pre-ordered and paid for the full-size Grogu. And I don't I don't honestly have any clue what happened, and Sideshow doesn't either, from what they say. But it was canceled after I paid it for it in full. And they were not interested in giving my money back, which I thought was weird, but they were interested in giving me credit. <laughs> so they, I got the episode one Den Jaren, and I, it's probably the most favorite thing in my collection of star wars related it's awesome big 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 fan uh it's so much has so much awesome that i want more so i i pre-ordered the clone war season seven ahsoka back in january and i just looked yesterday and it's not even planned to ship until october the window says october to december this year so I'm excited for it to show up. <laughs> it's a little little Christmas present, possibly. It'll probably yeah. be closer. I mean, I know when the pandemic hit, like obviously the shipping windows got a little messed up. I think the the Grogu ended up getting delayed a couple weeks or something like that. Um, if there's any kind of crazy issue with shipping, another boat gets stuck in the Suez Canal kind of thing, then um, it causes an issue, and and you know then then shipping windows get a little messed up. Um, but yeah, the 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 life size Grogu is pretty pretty nice. There's two of them now. There's the sideshow mm-hmm. one, which is a static statue, and then there's the Hot Toys one, which is uh, adjustable oh, and posable. and posable, and you can do a little more with it. You can swap out the ears. His mouth opens up. But the one thing I'm not nuts about that, and and I'm glad I got the sideshow for this reason, is that because it's a posable figure, it's got joints so that you can pose it. And one of the issues I've seen with the Hot Toys Grogu is that his mouth joint sometimes rip through the material that they use for the skin. So I've seen people who were posing their Grogu's and all of a sudden his, he has a second mouth. Uh, yikes. That's, that's nightmare material. Um, I didn't like the hot toys one when they announced the full size Grogu because of the, the interchangeable ears, because you could, obviously there was a section there. You could see like a line. Yeah. You can see the could, seam. Yeah. But on the sideshow, it's, show replica for the most part and it's gorgeous so i i didn't think there was any doubt in my mind which one i wanted didn't happen but uh there's a billion star wars hot toys and i'd love to have like a ton more i just don't have any word to put them 
but I think the couple that I can think of off the top of my head that I would like to have, uh, Qui-Gon, the Qui-Gon sideshow is awesome, like awesome, awesome. I I think I'd really like to have Return of the Jedi Luke because it's just such an iconic. Look. So I'm I'm also in the same boat because I've been on a huge Return of the Jedi kick recently. Like I've picked up, I'm debating getting the uh, Return of the Jedi Black Series Endor figures if they ever mm-hmm. come back. Like that Luke, and I want to get a TVC and uh, Return of the Jedi Luke in his full iconic all black outfit. Mm-hmm. That one's really nice, and it comes with this poncho and a bunch of other accessories too for basically. Well, for Return of the Jedi, so you can have every Luke possible, and the face sculpt looks really good. Yes, I would love to have a Ray too, whether that's Force Awakens, Last Jedi, or Return of or Rise of Sky, or yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Is it the Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Yikes! <laughs> Star Wars, man. Uh, I think I'm trying to think of what else is out there. So, or, I'm sorry, what's not out there from Hot Toys that I'd like to see from Star Wars? But they've they've covered a lot of ground. They do. My only complaint with them at times is they can be slow to get some figure. I mean, they're much better than Hasbro, I feel like, at, at some points. Um, you know, we're, we're just starting to get some characters um, in Black Series and Vintage Collection formats that were announced months ago for Hot Toys. Uh, mm-hmm. Bo-Katan was something that was announced a few months ago i believe and looks great 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 sculpt great figure yeah. we just got that figure from hasbro not too long ago yeah um so they're a little more punctual which i think is it which always kind of scratches my head i was like well, how can stuff get announced from hot toys but hasbro kind of drags their feet about announcing them yeah i will say the Costco reeves black series that just came out where they just completely reused Bo-Katan's body when in reality they don't have the same armor. No, I mean, there's some stuff that they updated. I mean, they, I think they adjusted the holster to be a little more accurate, but yeah, like the shin armor on Casca Reeves when she doesn't have shin armor and yeah, it's, it's stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's a small toy. It's a $20 plastic toy. They're not going to be yeah. the most accurate all the time, but that's when you shell out the money for the, the hot toys and, and, <laughs> You paid two hundred and seventy five dollars for that accuracy. Uh, and the last hot toys I think I, I'd love to have uh, is the Mythos Obi Wan. I think that'd be a really cool one to have. Um, I have a question for you because I when you buy them initially new, they're not technically high end, but a lot of times these Lego sets at secondary market can go for five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars. So. Would you consider Lego high end at this point? I think it depends. I think if you get into Lego for the collecting aspect, just like anything else, because if you think about it, I mean, look at original Kenner toys. Those were mm-hmm. dollars. And now some of them, some of the figures are astronomical values. Yeah. Um. So if you get into Lego for the collecting aspect, there's definitely a collector's market, just like anything mm-hmm. else. You know, there's mint on card vintage collection collectors like myself. There's mint in box lego collectors which i've uh, i'll never really understand i mean the whole idea of a lego is to take it out and build it in my opinion yeah um but you know same argument can be made against me for a vintage you know the whole reason of buying a vintage (laughs) collection figure is to take it out and play with it i've got a nice wall full of them right now that just stare me down at night i would disagree with the vintage collection being a playable figure because they put so much effort into the the vintage part is the the carding the, the packaging 
Yeah. So that's a set to me. That's why I don't open mine. I wish they would. There was some way that they could make it so that you can get the figure out of the packaging without destroying the card. Because even if you like strategically try and cut the figure out, it still leaves a a seam where the glue from the plastic bubble was was glued down. So glad Um, you said that, actually, because I meant to bring this up to you months ago and I totally forgot until right now. So in the wrestling world, there's something called micro brawlers and they're exclusively from ProWrestlingTees.com. And uh, I can show you one here, Todd. So this is Kenny Omega. This is a this is a micro brawler. (laughs) Okay. They're little pieces of rubber. They're two inches tall. Not much. So traditionally, they came in a little plastic baggie with a piece of cardboard like this. And Mm -hmm. you had to rip it open to get them out. Yeah. Collectors, in-box collectors, or out-of-box collectors, asked them to make packaging that they could reseal. And they did it. But they're $10 more. So they upped the price, but now they're... So the packaging is resealable. So you could take stuff out, display it, and then put it back in the packaging to store it or display it in packaging. But they raised the price because of the... I think that's great. I mean, I love this idea. If I could pop open my carded Star Wars figures to display them loose and then put them back and hang them on the wall, that'd be killer. I'd love that. Well, and and I feel like cost of things has just gone up over years. I mean, you Mm -hmm. look at the vintage collection now, it's $14, $15 for a TVC Mm -hmm. figure when some of those figures are, you know, repacks of of older (laughs) figures that went for significantly less. Um, You think about Lego sets. Lego sets have gone up. I feel like as a collecting as an adult Lego market has emerged more, mm-hmm. um, those you've got more insane valued Lego sets. You've got the UCS sets, which are, you know, collector focus. They're the ultimate collector series or collection series. One of the two. Um, so I guess, yeah, to a degree, back to your original question, I would view some Legos as collectors items like, the UCS sets um, and there is a collector's market for sure. I mean, um, I end up on Lego TikTok every now and then, and there's like people who have walls and walls of inbox Lego sets. Yeah. But then there's also people who have walls and walls of out of box Lego sets and those still go for, I think a high value. So it's, it's scarcity. It's what's, what's uh, popular at the time. I know when Cad Bane came back in the bad batch, his minifigure, which was only included in a couple of sets back from the clone wars era, Lego line shot up in value. So it's like anything else. As soon as stuff gets popular, uh, there's a only a finite amount of them. So older stuff will go for more money, but vice versa. If they're more popular characters, now they get remade and resold. And then that kills kind of the value of, some of the the older figures and the older sets. So unless it's Boba Fett, and then it just keeps going up. Well, even some Boba Fett stuff, I feel like gets watered down at times, just because there's so much Boba Fett material. Unless it's mm-hmm. like a very super finite, like my San Diego Comic Con exclusive uh, Black Series 40th Anniversary Boba Fett in the Kenner mm-hmm. colors on the really nice um, shiny card mm-hmm. pack. That's only going to go up. I feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because it's such a it's it's a rare item that you can't get. I I don't even know. I like on a whim got it off of Hasbro Pulse. I was like, oh, this is up. Like, let me buy this real quick and like beat out all the bots and beat out. Like, didn't even realize <laughs> it was a collector's thing at the time. 
uh, speaking of, say, the Comic Con, I went to the 2016 or 2017. Uh, I went to both years, but one of those years was a Boba Fett Gentle Giant exclusive, but it was like a 12 inch Kenner style Boba Fett on a huge mm-hmm. card. And that was my one goal from that entire con. It went on sale every day at like 10 a.m. I stood in line every all four days, like from nine to ten every day. Never got close. Now it's like crazy money. I remember Celebration, like because the, the yeah. Celebration exclusive stuff, um, Hasbro does stuff, Funko does mm-hmm. stuff. Usually those you have to do a lottery, but mm-hmm. even some of the the books, like the Celebration 2019 exclusive Master and Apprentice book. Oh yeah, I was like almost trampled by people and like <laughs> fist fighting people just to get a wristband. Like I remember I got beat up by one person too. And it, it made me so mad because he cut in front of me. Oh. I almost threw hands in the middle of celebration. Dagger. It would have been, been bad. <laughs> Luckily I had someone help me like eventually get a copy of it. Yeah. Um, celebration but... was nuts for exclusives. It was tough. I, all I wanted with for celebration was the, the mall and Obi-Wan black series and never, never even got close. Well, and if it was like you either do the lottery or if you're were a member of Hasbro Pulse, like the Pulse Premium, you were able to enter like a separate lottery to have double the chances. But it didn't. Yeah, (laughs) well, I wasn't a huge collector at the time. Like I I casually collected some stuff. I was mostly Funko at the time. Like I just Mm. dipped my toe in with Funko and now surrounded by boxes of plastic and I cry myself to sleep. Um, It's fun. (laughs) It's a fun time. But. I feel like now if I was in that same sort of mindset that I am now, it would have been real dicey. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be like fighting people and, and jumping through hoops to get all of the uh, celebration exclusives. Now it's, it's funny. I didn't have the podcast then, but uh, because everything was sold out and everyone was like trying to get to that section of the Hasbro booth, there was nobody at the newly announced Luke Skywalker helmet, the X-Wing helmet. And the lady that was standing there looked super bored. And I was just like, can we take it out of this cabinet? And I can take good pictures of it. She's yeah. <laughs> so she took it out of the cabinet for me. I took a ton of pictures and some videos of it. I was like, man, if I had my show now, that would have been A plus content. <laughs> You're sitting there just surrounded by wonderful. Is that the, the Black Series Luke Skywalker helmet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I love that thing. Those, those Black Series helmets are really fun. Now, do you view those as collectibles? Oh, yeah. I have because those. of them. So yes. Yeah, well, that's that's why I know you 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 collect them to a degree. I guess it's it's interesting, like what makes something a collectible because mm-hmm. there is a lot of stuff that's just mass produced for Hasbro, and and I know we're we're talking a little bit about high end, but mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's so many things that we could view as collectibles because they make them in a series, like the Black Series yeah. helmets are all a series of helmets, and there is a secondary market for that because once they're no longer sold the only way to get them is through other people it's it's crazy i mean it's what it's whatever in star wars or whatever your fandom is whatever like can you connect with the most is what you're going to want to connect collect right so for for me star wars helmets are star wars like that like every time i see a stormtrooper or, or a variation of a trooper or a rebel helmet something i i love the design so much and that's what sparked my collecting i never had a i didn't get my first star wars helmet until the black series stormtrooper the first one and that was literally open the floodgates <laughs> no i take that right. back i do take that back because i did get the vader i got a vader helmet in 1996 that had a goodwill and it was just like in my closet for 
ever. And then when I got the Stormtrooper, I was like, I put it out in display. I was like, wow, these two helmets look really good together. And <laughs> now I need more. 15 helmets later. <laughs> There's still so many more I want, too. Like, I don't have a Captain Cody. I, w- I want Kylo Ren's reassembled helmet. Funny enough, before I met Todd, I found five Poe Dameron Black Series helmets at a Burlington for 20 bucks each. Oh, man. I bought them all. Um, David got one or two of them, and I think I got Cam one, and then I customized the rest. Except for I kept one. No, I kept two, because I have I have another Poe in the basement. Oh, okay. Those are pricey yeah. now, too. Those, those Black Series helmets, because mine was... I- so I bought the Stormtrooper one on a discount mm-hmm. and I bought it not even Same. for the collecting aspect. I bought it because I wanted to do like my Stormtrooper political cosplay thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, this is a perfect way to do this. Like, I'll buy this helmet. And actually, I think I got the helmet as a gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I got this. Like, now I got this. I got a suit. Like, let's get this party going. Let me throw on some fancy shoes and let's get let's get crazy with it. It's crazy because uh, I got the Death Trooper or not Death Trooper, Shadow Trooper. A TK helmet for my birthday, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it was. A, I think it's an exclusive somewhere, wasn't it? Because they're hard to find. Like if you go on eBay and search Shadow Trooper Black Series helmet, they're pricey, like three, four hundred bucks. I'm buying exclusive. I was shocked because I got it from my parents, and my parents don't even have the internet, so <laughs> I don't know if they worked with my wife or what. But when that came in the mail, I was like, "Holy Christmas!" Uh, they so actually spent three. They they spent three hundred dollars <laughs> on eBay to get it for you. It's no, like, no, it it, no. It was when it first came out, and she, my my mom is the worst when it gives gifts because she gives the receipt too. She oh, okay. wants you to know how much she paid for it. <laughs> so it was eighty. It was like eighty five bucks or something like that. And I was like, this is crazy. Because I wouldn't probably not have bought it for myself for whatever reason because it's it fits all of my boxes. Right? It's a stormtrooper. It's black. <laughs> But yeah, there's a couple more I want. I, I would really like to get probably four to five more helmets just to get to 20. Just have a nice even number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> right now I have 15 and it just doesn't sit right with me, you know? And 16 is just too few. So you need to get that nice yeah. 20 number. If I get the 16, like what's to stop me to get the 20? You know, I'm not a quitter. Yeah. And then once you get to 20, what's to stop you from getting 30 and then 40? <laughs> and then you're just, your whole house is built out of helmets. <laughs> Well, I got to get the new Boba Fett, the, the new painted Boba Fett. I got, I want a holiday Boba Fett. I should get the prototype Boba Fett too, right? Not just to like round it out. I mean, you might as well. You see, I, I held off. I'm not getting any more Boba Fett Black Series helmets just because I know they're all the same sculpt and it yeah. drives me nuts paying four times for the same item. Yeah. Like I, refuse, <laughs> I refuse just on principle. Like I love the rearmored Boba helmet, but on principle alone, I will not buy that one the proto helmet yeah um if they do another one well they announced the uh the death watch the death watch oh, yeah, series yeah, helmet. Yeah. i'm not gonna get that because it's the same thing it's the same mold i was like no you're not gonna get me like i know this is boba fett's helmet just repainted you're not Did they fixed the you're dent? not pulling this i think they fixed the dent okay i hope but that, so. it's still the same. it's it's just that's rough, that's rough. <laughs> boba fett spent some time in uh in with death watch front in the mandalorian that we didn't see yeah the like i'm I've been searching and shopping for a 3D printer and I have a, I'm genuinely worried for when I get one, just the number of helmets. Cause I, I, a wrecker, I really want a wrecker helmet. Um, and I really like echoes helmet too. Then the bad batch that the helmets are really cool. I'm sure it's only a matter of time until we start getting some black series of those as well. 
yeah, I suspect this Christmas will be a Black Series helmet of some sort. Well, from the record, I really want to get it. I want to get like the rearmored Boba Fett helmet, but I want to get like a higher end, like prop fiberglass resin kind of helmet, not a yeah, not a plastic one. Just because some stuff like that, I think, is worth the the extra price. Yeah, that's what I did with my my Din Djarin helmet. It's uh, uh, most of my helmets I've made myself ex- with the exclusion of a couple Black Series that I've either modded or completely changed. It's just a lot of fun to do because no one else has this helmet because I made it. <laughs> it's my own personal. This is mine. There's no one. This is this is my favorite. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's. Um. Speaking of the Bad Batch, there was a new episode. The cavalry has arrived. There was. What do you think of this week's episode? You know what bothers me every week? What's the name of the Trandoshan that they're working for? Sid. Sid. Her mouth movements <laughs> is so silly don't match the way she speaks like her dialect gotcha well it's it, because she speaks basic and and like bosk in the clone wars has like the accent sort of that that history everything he says and i think that looks a little more natural than it sounds so, like just yeah. if you if you had thrown like just a human and said this is sid yeah it, then it might work a little better but yeah it's it's definitely still a little bit weird seeing sid um, speaking the way she does. Uh, but overall, the, the episode itself, I thought it was really cool that we went to Rax's. Well, I really like that we saw sort of more of the Empire. I, I love whenever they dive more into the, the Empire and the, the switch from the Republic to the Empire. Mm-hmm. So we saw, you know, the whole idea of the Empire is here to bring order and security and we're here to help you with yeah. an iron fist. Like yeah, why we oppress you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but we see we see I mean Rax is the former former capital of the Confederacy. Uh we see them use insane amounts of force when the senator Avi Singh doesn't want to he's like I can't stand by and watch the Empire commit these atrocities and like all right bye like get out of here let's roll in with these ATTEs. Was Avi's monocle attached to his hat brim? I think it was because he didn't have the hat on. And I, I really want one of those just because. That's like a whole other uh, level of gangster. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have a monocle? I have a hat with a monocle. <laughs> Catch me outside. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really cool seeing Raxus. I mean, we see Raxus a ton this episode. They, they yeah. end up working for this droid GS eight, which is basically uh center things. Um, right hand droid aid. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you want to call it. And that droid, that droid, anytime they bring the droids in and the droids just get sassy. Like they were like, here, why don't you go out and distract these clones? And the droid, like, it's like, Oh no, like, what are you doing? This is my master's residence. And then the clones chase after the droid. And then the bad batch, like beats them down. It was really um, cool. Uh, like at a scene or two later, and they get to the hallway and they're like trying to strategize how to take them out. And the Joe's like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm starting to get it," and she just walks out. But when they rolled the grenade through her legs, I was like, "Oh, that's badass!" Yeah, they they definitely. I thought it was a thermal detonator at first. I was like, "Oh, that's cold blooded that you would just blow the droid up after." Yeah. It's like I'm yeah. getting this. It's like, "No, you've served your purpose. Get out of here!" <laughs> Boom! And we have to see Wrecker blow stuff up, which makes him a happy little boy. Oh, he's and so happy with explosives. There was no threat to his life this episode. What a treat. Is this the first one that he's gone without getting shot or injured? Or Well, no. I mean, the 
episode with Cad Bane, he I don't think was necessarily in danger's way. Well, I guess to a degree. I'll mark it. Mark it as a win. <laughs> we'll, we'll count any any time that you can sleep at night knowing your sweet boy wrecker is not going to be <laughs> beat down or shot or or bludgeoned by something is is a is a win in your book. You know what hit me today watching this episode was how good they've done one this one thing in the Star Wars animated series, and that's blowing up mechanical things. When they were blowing up the walkers, it looks so real. You know what I mean? Like how it just like deactivates and down onto itself. Mm-hmm. They well, did such a good job. Even just the way it's shot, like they the so we see a ton of ATTEs, and one of the Bad Batch is trying to escape with Senator Singh. Uh, one of them shoots, and it's like that arcing mm-hmm. like shot, which I was like, how the way it's shot and the way the shot like flew up in the air. I was like, I don't feel like this makes sense. <laughs> from a practicalist like this is more straight than a shot and it's like 20 feet in the air right now but that's beside the point but yeah when it hits the the rear of the ATTE that they had stolen and like just kind of was like boop 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 like sad mode you know you're 100% correct there was one shot that did like most of the shots were straight like yeah but that first one that one shot that guy was like Kobe yeah (laughs) he's like four Just lining it up, like let me shoot over all these buildings and just casually <laughs> strike them on the butt. See what happens. Um, yeah, exactly. What did you think about Omega's role in this episode? Okay, so I think what they're setting up, like obviously Omega shows that she's a good strategist and tactician, and I feel like it's they're building this. Um, they've been trying to build it. I think this is them finally. Like this is the direction we're going in of her being like a mentee towards uh, Hunter. Because mm-hmm. Hunter is the, the strategist and the tactician of the team. Well, I don't know if he's necessarily the strategist slash tactician. That's probably more tech. tech. <laughs> um, but you know, sort of that that thinker and and is able to sense things. So you get that I think a little bit with Omega. Um, but she runs but, the table at Dejarik. <laughs> yeah, uh, and before we get into that, I just when you said that, it made me think Hunter's kind of like a. A collection of the whole crew right that's like what he, yeah he, that's yeah he's he's got obviously his like senses is his enhanced ability as he can feel yeah. things and, and see things and sense things he's um, like a jack of all trades with yeah their well crew. with a knife he's yeah, a knife exactly, of all trades yeah. <laughs> I, I mean i too attacked droids with knives yeah why not but anyway, back, um, I, back to Omega. <laughs> Omega. I thought it was really like, obviously she's, she's still trying to find her role in the team. And I think the team is trying to figure out her role mm-hmm. for them. Um, so we're, we're obviously getting, she's probably going to be more of a, a strategist tactician. She works with uh, Sid to basically run the table on any poor bystander that wants to challenge them in a game of uh, Dejaric. But doing so, she ends up working off their debt. So I think, I'm curious to see if this sort of closes out Sid's role in the Bad Batch and allows them to sort of move forward in a new direction. And yeah. Omega serves as sort of the tactician of the group per se. Cause whenever Sid, like whenever they get ready to go on missions, it's like, all right, this is what you're going to do. And this is how you're going to do it. And if you do it any other way, I'm going to kill you kind of thing. Like you're playing my, by, play by my rules or don't play at all. Yeah. I, I agreed wholeheartedly with Hunter when it came back. He's like, you're supposed to be laying low. <laughs> yeah, they roll into the cantina and there's 20 
thousand people there cheering him on as she's casually beating everybody down in, in Dejaric and she's like, look at all the good I did. And Hunter's like, the, I'm very disappointed in you, dad mode. And then, <laughs> and then Wrecker like butts him, like hits him with his shoulder as they're um, walking back. And Hunter's like, oh, I messed up. Like, I made a mistake. <laughs> I made an oopsies. <laughs> I do like that Sid calls him headband and uh, she called one of the other ones something. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, that's a little on the nose, but I appreciate it. I appreciate someone calling him out with his implanted headband because God <laughs> knows that. Also, like, I know, can we, we gotta get updated armor at some point because they stand oh, out dude. like a sword thumb. Again, they stand out. Like when they were on Raxes, I was like, these guys don't blend in at all. My first thought zero. was, if they just had regular white armor, like three of them would have been fine. Wrecker's a different story because he's a he's a literal giant. But well, they're all tall. I mean, like Tech is six foot four as well. Like, remember we went we went through all this. Like all yeah. of them except for Hunter. Hunter's like that when you say you're six foot, but you're really like five eleven kind of guy. <laughs> he's, he wears lifts. Yeah. Um. So to wrap out the this episode of the Bad Batch, assuming we don't find out next week, we we will. But who do you think won the final game between Hunter and Omega? I bet it's Omega. I put my money on Omega. I think she like Hunter gets a little confident, a little cocky. He's like, "Oh, I got this," and then she pulls like a fast one on him, pulls a Lando you, on him, pulls out the, you, the. Do you think that he lets her win on purpose? Yeah, because yeah. it's so dad mode right now. Who knows? I think I would. I would genuinely like to think that she beat him, but I could see him also like battle the wits kind of thing. She almost has to, right? Because he said if she if you win, you get back into the fold. And what are they going to do? Just keep sidelining this character every week? It's like, oh, sorry, you lost. <laughs> like, go back yeah. to the sideline. Go back yeah. to the stables. <laughs> yeah. But overall, um, uh, I I like this episode a lot. I, I I know it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. But these short episodes are frustrating at times because you're well, like you're just like getting into an episode and it's over. Yeah, I get that. I mean, at the same time, though, it's very much like we got several episodes in a row that were all part of the same arc. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the chip situation, and that was a couple episodes. We had the bounty hunter issue. That was a couple episodes. I'm sure that'll pop up again at some point. Uh, we have these little people call them filler. They're not really filler. They're yeah. character development. I mean, we do see more of the, the characters in this episode. We see. Uh, the whole group as a whole, but really echoes hesitation to help a separatist senator, mm-hmm. which is funny. You know, the Empire is now the big bad, but he still harbors that resentment against the people that he was basically programmed to fight yeah. against. I mean, that was literally his life. Yeah, and look what they look what they did to him. Yeah, yeah, it was the yeah, it was the Techno Union were the ones that basically butchered him and turned him into a, a more machine than man. He's a droid now. For the yeah. Most part. So I, I guess, you know, it, it is interesting whenever we do see some of some of that um, shine through with them, their their own biases and resentments towards, you know, the rest of the galaxy and, and the baggage that they bring in from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Even though this is a new era and now they got to sort of put that baggage away and, and deal with the uh, the new threat. But I'm looking forward to I mean, I look forward to it every Friday, right? It's a tradition at this point <laughs> friday morning disney plus but soon to be wednesday morning 
All right, well, that's uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we'd love to keep talking Star Wars with you guys, so follow us over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and join our Discord. We put all kind of stuff there, too. Um, if you're enjoying the show, like I said at the top of the show, please leave us a review. helps us out with the algorithm and getting our show and our voices out there. Uh, see you guys next week, and remember, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>